What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and uh, I'm, you know, me and Michael, we just watched All Elite Wrestling All Out. All four hours of it. All four hours of All Out. We were all in for All Out, all here. Is everybody here? It's just you and me, man. I know. Nonetheless, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it was exactly as advertised. You you will be all out after you're watching All Out. I'll just I'll say it right then and there. I haven't felt this way after a pay-per-view since WrestleMania. I'll, I'll oh, give that's it that. not good. That is not good at all. Oh, well, we'll get there, Corey. Okay, well, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio. Especially, uh, you know, because we post, we post stuff from time to time. Check us out. Also, like, as you may know, if you are a avid follower of City Wrestling Radio, you would know that it's Saturday, and you would think, hey, where's my retro Sunday night heat review? Because it usually shows up Saturday night, Sunday morning. It's all right. You're going to get it still on Sunday. It's coming out Sunday night this week. And me and Jose Oseguera reviewing uh, WWF Sunday Night Heat, Episode 6. We are one week removed from SummerSlam 98. So, guys, stay tuned later for that episode. Yeah. Yeah, As uh, but uh, while you're... Oh, and, oh, real quick, if you want to catch up with the episodes, click whatever little icon I just put right there. So, click it. Watch it. Love it. I'm looking for the icon right now, and I do the overlays on these things. You know what? I do magic. Um, Ollie Wrestling, uh, like I said, it just happened. What did you think of the show overall? You are the Ollie Wrestling expert here at City Wrestling Regal, Mr. Michael Vergara. Can't just will that stuff into existence, Corey. No. I don't claim to be... I don't claim to be an I don't claim to be an expert on anything wrestling related. I just watch it and just put my word vomit all over this this goddamn infrastructure. But nonetheless, yeah, all elite wrestling all out. September 5th, 2020. I thought this was easily their weakest pay-per-view. Probably the weakest event they've ever probably ever. Okay, I'm not alone. I thought I I thought for a moment um I was in the the boat by myself. Because there was a lot of good. No, wrestling. you go to Twitter and you are totally not. <laughs> you, uh, well, I mean, I just post things on Twitter and I only look at things that people respond to us at CWR four and five on Twitter. And, then, and Tony Khan is currently doing the All Out Media Scrum. He, that man, has a lot to answer for, and I kind of want to watch it. But we got a show to do. But, go on. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, like I said, uh, it was one of those shows where, like I said, there was a lot of there was a lot of good moments. I was like, oh, this is good, but there was just something that didn't pull me in. Like nothing pulled me in the show the entire night like nothing was like yeah. oh, i was like oh my no. god there were moments no. where i was like holy that sucks it's but no i mean like i'll say this like the matches on paper weren't like i, I said it, like i was ambivalent to buy it but i actually i always felt that's when AEW is at their finest when they just sort of they kind of just go above and beyond your expectations yeah like, I sort of felt that way with the AEW revolution i'm like okay i've felt considered i mean i i'm feeling considerably weaker but I will just go against my better judgment. And I mean, it's, it is, uh, it's not without, it's just unfortunate events that it had sort of, I don't want to say no control over because there was definitely elements of the show where they definitely had control over. In fact, they should have yeah had more control over. And I'm just reading this right now off the, off, off Twitter right now, Sean Ross Sapp of fightful.com. He, I like, I, as I mentioned before, Tony Khan, the post-show scrum, the stuff that we've always, that I always try to look forward to. Um, Tony Khan, he, uh, Sean Rossap of Fightful.com just tweeted out, Tony Khan says he called for the Matt Hardy match to end. The doctor checked on Matt and cleared him to continue. Hardy went to the hospital as a precaution, but seems fine. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Listen, I mean, Tony Khan has, again, like I said, he kind of has a lot to answer for. Um, that pro- that was probably the first, that was, that had to be the first question to be asked. Cause let's, I mean, let's, let's face it. This is the main takeaway from this pay-per-view, the broken rules match with between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. Um, I mean, we'll get, get more into it as we get into the show, but, but yeah, just that, I mean, as a quick update on Matt Hardy, like you said, he was taken to the hospital, but apparently he's fine. So this is according to them too. So, so um, yeah, no, I mean, I heard Brian Alvarez say during the show that, yeah, Matt Hardy was taken to the hospital. Uh, Revy Hardy, Matt Hardy's wife, who I he know, not happy. who I know is very vocal on Twitter about anything. Um, she was not happy about this at all. And understandably so. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's tweeting us. Uh, she was let me make this absolutely clear, uh, minus the expletive she posted. Uh, there is nothing entertaining about a concussion. Shame on everyone in that gosh darn, I, of course I changed that, uh, building. Um, so Gotta stop editorializing, Corey. But yeah, yes, I know, was, right? Uh, it was a very, uh, it was, was a very, 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 very scary situation mm-hmm. that, like, it's, also, like a, a million things were happening at once, and even more. And yeah, there was a million things ha- all happening at once, yeah. and even more millions of decisions. More million things went worse and way wrong. That it's, and the it, the, the call was for it to call off that match, and the fact that that continued, Matt Hardy, yeah, well, we'll scaffold. get we'll Again, get there, and you know, I I just feel like that's the main. That was just sort of the thing because over like right after that match. You could just feel the energy significantly get sucked out of that throughout that entire show because I mean I I felt it myself like going into Sheeta and Thunder Rosa that was a great match but I was also and I felt like everybody else were was all just out. wondering no was just wondering what the fuck is up with Matt Hardy and just could not yeah. stop thinking about that despite the fact that Rosa and Sheeta just worked their asses off yeah. but uh. Yeah, um, and it's a bummer for them in that position to to have to, uh, you know, they, yeah. they they probably know Matt Hardy too, and they're probably good with them. They're probably sitting there wondering too what happened to their friend, and have it's, to go out and perform. Yeah. So, and it's just that it's it was it was it was the wrong call. It was thoroughly the wrong call to have that continue that match and to have to have that match just go straight to the finish where Sammy falls to the crash pad off the scaffolding because a Matt Hardy never should have just never should have just walked on his own volition at all. He should have just been helped and just called that match off immediately. Yeah. And B he never should have fucking went onto that scaffolding also. And the fact that like all of that stuff continued and like, despite Matt Hardy insisting on that match continuing again, we, we kind of beat this like a drum, no pun intended. Uh, you have to protect the wrestlers from themselves. And sometimes the music they want to play isn't the right and or good music for the company. And that's just my good stuff. Good that's stuff, just, that's just my point of view. And it has yeah. been for a long time with AEW, but I love it. Um, I mean, I love AEW in general. That's what I'm saying. But uh, this, like I said, they're not perfect. This was a massive <clears throat> misstep and they got a lot to answer for. And I haven't seen the Tony. I am looking forward to see the Tony Khan scrum. Maybe that was the only thing they said, but he said about it. But he he has a lot to answer for. This was this was Taz said they don't run a sloppy shop. This was probably the sloppiest like hey. any wrestling company in yeah. like anywhere like as that's pretty much done because I I can say with confidence if this was WWE they oh they would have yeah. stopped this. 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, definitely. I think Matt Hardy. Maybe I don't know. I no, I, you know, I, I can't. Con- I can't completely say that. I think nowadays confidence. They would've. Nowadays they would have. I, I think back in the Attitude Era, no, definitely they would have let it keep going. I mean, there oh. he just got his bail rung, you know. Yeah, but well, yeah. We'll get anyway. All Elite Wrestling, All Out, September 5th, 2020. Uh, you want to say anything else before you get into the whole buy-in thing? Uh, no, I mean, let's just okay. Let's just so get into the, the pre-show, the buy-in, the AEW buy-in. Um, I will take care of the buy-in, take a little help off of your lo- workload. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a couple matches. Uh, Serpentico versus Joey Janela started the show. It, 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 I mean, it was it, the match kind of sucked to begin the to begin the show, I don't know. Like Joey Janela is starting to wear out on me completely. Really, I thought this. The end of the match was really good because I feel like at a certain point I thought because it ended. Is that why you liked it, Corey? <laughs> no, no. Uh, at a certain point, Serpentico kind of kicked it into full gear, and there was a kind of some moments of Serpentico that I haven't seen before, and I was like, "Damn, that guy can really work." Um, even though yeah. we've, we've seen him in AEW Dark, but we haven't seen him work like this fast and this you know fl- like fluid i you know i have to admit my, I, I was kind of one foot in the door when on my attention of this match but i remember from what i was seeing i thought like this is getting pretty good and that was probably like the third last third act of that match yeah apparently so really yeah apparently serpentico and luther now are a tag team yeah that's been going on for quite some oh, time oh okay uh oh i know he had some like uh, three-person team. It was Serpentico, Luther, and it was like some other somebody else, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's AW Dark, dude. Like that is just stuff to like play into the background or do a podcast about in twenty-two years. Uh, well, I mean, J- Joey Janela did take a scary-looking fall off the top rope at a certain point to the outside. Uh, Pendico goes for a senton. Uh, Janela gets his knees up. There was a cool spot, though, where it was a Death Valley driver into a thrust kick into a blue thunder bomb, which I wrote down before Tony Schiavone forgot um, because he was just like, oh, yeah, it was a Death Valley driver into a. Yeah, look know. at him right there. Uh, Avalanche fisherman buster to Serpentico, followed by a kick out. Uh, Luther gets involved by grabbing the leg of Janela. Janela eventually hits his elbow drop and wins the match. So it was, it was the, the end of the match was fun, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, next up, which I thought was a really, really um, good match, but it, the first part of it was pretty slow. And I don't know. I, I, I expect more. I, I don't know why I just said it was a good match. It wasn't. Well, what was the match? The tag match. Um, uh, Long John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus Private Party. I just don't feel like these two teams flowed well together. Actually, I I actually gave my end of, I gave my attention to this match because I have been quite a fan of the Beaver Boys, John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the is, Dark Order. Is that um, their I name? Think the Beaver Boys. Yeah, they, they they that's what they were used to be called. Um, I think they're three and four. I just I can't keep tra- No, I that's the one track. thing is that they are a fantastic tag team, and I actually want to. Oh, see they're them. an excellent tag team, and they I thought this more was sort of an excellent tag team match, Corey. Yeah, what did you think of the? I mean, besides that, what did you think of the match? I thought, oh, well, okay. Well, I wrote a couple of things here as uh, I wrote down buy-in takes, and I thought Private Party's gear was the best they've ever looked. I really like the zebra print and the gold and the orange. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the tag was also excellent. I really, really was fascinated watching Private Party continue to evolve 
yeah. I'll say that. Like knowing knowing what they were and knowing what they are, what I'm seeing right now. Like that's they're not at their apex, but you can definitely see like these guys getting better way down the stretch. And like they are they are a hefty investment, but I feel like it's going to pay off. And when it pays off, it's going to be great. And I think out of anybody, if I can only choose one out of two members of the private party, I think it's I think it's Quinn. I think that guy has a lot oh, of potential. Yeah. Mark Quinn. He's been kind of he's been kind of filling out too. Like he's getting a bit uh, he's getting a bit more muscular and having just, you know, he's well, you know, in shape. Um yeah, no, those dark order guys are really good and then also private party. They they're getting better like you said. Private party. Yeah. But uh the dark order just looked fantastic in this match. You know, uh, I think it's because you, you never bet against the Beaver Boys. Hitting never their, bet against um, the Beaver Boys. Are they from Portland or something or from Beaverton? Sure, why not? I don't know. Um uh, they did hit like a bunch of combos, uh, move like it was just move after move after move. Uh, eventually, though, Private Party does get the pin and the win. I did not write who got the pin on who, but thanks that... for the notes, Corey. <laughs> That's just what happens when I check out. Um, yeah, yeah. Good, well, good thing you be hit prepared. Me. Good be thing prepared you hit for up. these notes, Corey. Yeah. Uh, Pyro. Okay, we get to the main show. Uh, Pyro and Ballyhoo. Not much decorations done to Daly's place. We, like, especially when you compare it to um, Double or Nothing, there wasn't much of a. Because I, I, I think they just couldn't lock down a motif, like a theme or motif. Because like when you look at that, when you look at the poster for All Out, it's yeah. just it's an APW show. It's just bl- mono. A-E-W. It's just black and white. Yeah. No APW. Oh. Oh poster, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, where I, I it's guess just very, very sharp, like 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 a poster you showed me, like a very good, very well done, very well done. It's not amateur hour. It's just it's that as, but it's just the the show. They don't is... have yeah. They just they just don't have a theme like with full gear. You kind of have you have gears, you know, like a like it's a car. <laughs> Becky it's... Lynch's theme song is the gimmick of that one, you know. Whereas All Out was just it's a wrestling show. Yeah, it just has that hard, like, it's a hard edge, just but, like, oh, it's brick. And also, it's if you watch the entire show from 5 o'clock on, it was a four-hour show. Plus, if you were, for some reason, just, like, at the house cooking and you just had the other stuff on in the background, like, the oh, red, you know, the it red would be, carpet. It's discernible the, from a dynamite. The buy-in. Like, how, it's, everything started technically at 2.30. Oh, two two yeah. or 2.30. So going to 9 o'clock, or almost 9 o'clock, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's it almost WrestleMania yeah. the 35 uh, lengths of time. So the show is very long, Corey, and we'll get we'll get into it as we get into this show. <clears throat> yeah, um, but yeah, not Excited. much decor. Like it's, I think it's because All Out is is very tied to Chicago. Chicago, the fact, deep dish the fact pizza. that they can't, the fact that they can't have Chicago, because I was looking up logos for All Out to put into the thumbnail, which I inevitably just didn't use. Um, a lot of that was the Chicago flag motif, you know, a lot yeah. of it because that's that's where AEW would that would be their battlegrounds. But yeah, uh, that's a bit of a letdown. We start off with the tooth and nail match, Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Big Swole. Uh so yeah, Swole pulls up in a Rolls-Royce, a Swole's-Royce as I that was call cool. it. I like it. Yeah, um the and she pulls up in again, the gimmick of this match is it's a fight. It's it's a cinematic match taking place in Britt Baker's dental office. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, Reba is the secretary and is hit hard by the paperboard that Swole happens to have on when she was signing in. Uh, Swole finds blood inside a dental room as she thinks out loud, like, what is this? And I just thought, is are they 
is is Britt Baker like secretly a murderer? No, that's like, she, I totally is got she this. The, is she the fiend of Britt Wyatt? <laughs> I totally got this like a horror film vibe going because Britt Baker is like, creeping around in the dark she's, with she's, her with be- her clear mask on. And because like, she's pretty much like she's I mean, she's pretty much Isaac Yanko. Might as well just go all all might as well go all out with it. Hey. Ding. Oh, God. I always go for the low we need to put a counter now like every time low hanging fruit counter. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, So, Boop. yeah, ominous music plays Britt Baker, pretty much a serial killer. Brits hits Swole with her diploma from behind as Swole is distracted by comical teeth as she like she opens that cabinet. It's like I don't know what you call have you ever owned those Chatterbox. Toys? I think they're called Chatterbox. Chatterbox. They're called Chatterbox. That's okay. the only I've... only reason I know that is or I think it's called that is because of um God, what was it? Hellraiser, the movie Hellraiser. You oh know? yeah, Pinhead. Uh, yeah, Pinhead. Um, all of the demons in it were things that were they were being punished. So there was one guy named Chatterbox who would just go like he would just his mouth would never stop moving because he would never well, stop talking. Well, that's not the only horror movie reference we're making because X Calber makes a marathon man reference saying, asking, is it safe? Because of course he would. Um, you ever seen that movie marathon man? No, I'm it's a uh, it, Lawrence Olivier and Dustin okay. Hoffman. Let me put on my film, uh, hat on. Uh, yeah, that's a film starring Dustin Hoffman and Lawrence Olivier where Lawrence Olivier just pretty much drills holes into Dustin Hoffman's teeth. It's a, it's ah. a great time. It's ah, a great time. I hurt. I hurt. Sam, they go to the back, which is totally the same building, as they fight on Brit's Rolls Royce, not Swole's. Uh, Brit gives Swole a DDT and puts Swole into the dumpster, but Swole fights off both Reba and Brit. Two on one, pretty much a two on one match. Yeah. Reba gets thrown into the dumpster. Brit hits Swole with a crutch, does a swinging neck breaker on the floor as they go back to the dental office. Strike, strike exchanges. Brit says, it's a really great line. She says, You're in my house. This is my world. And I'm a dentist. And I thought that was. That was, that was really great. Yeah. Uh, Britt takes an act like Britt takes out an actual drill and tries to drill swole like like not a dental pretty drill much like, like shoot a, yeah like a construction a handyman drill like and a, I don't know who said this it was most likely Excalibur and I think he said a shoot drill maybe I was just thinking out loud but I think I heard that and I hey bro like, it's gonna sound good just say it's a shoot drill it's all right. So and then after that and so she misses it hits the chair it just goes drills straight into the leather and then Britt teases whips out a fucking Novocaine syringe handed by Reba who has a banana peel on her head because you know the dumpster out of the dumpster spot yeah and swole drives the syringe into Britt's leg <laughs> I love this looked dis- I mean it's it it's didn't gross. look disgusting no it did it did it did it was pretty gross and the fact that Britt is a is a freaking soldier for that spot. I, you know, there was a part of me though, that was like, how ethical (laughs) is somebody on the dental board going to be like, yo, like you shouldn't be doing that. If you're a legit dentist, Eh, it's television, Corey. No, I'm just saying like they are in, she's licensed. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying it's one of those things like, yeah. Also, um, I love Reba's, um, yeah. Uh, was it response to that? She's just like, you stabbed her. Great. It was great. I loved it. Uh, Swole drives a diploma through Reba. Brit can't walk because of the Novocaine. Swole brings the funny gas on Brit for the submission victory that I wrote. That's you dumb, know, but I begin like the first five minutes of this match. I was actually like kind of dreading it because it felt really cramped because this was an actual dental office, and I felt like the camera man, the cameraman or man, yeah, like just did not have enough room to really just oh, see yeah, the yeah. action, and so that kind of got kind of that got kind of like uh weird but then they i 
honestly felt like this needs to get really ridiculous for this to land. And I think yeah. they kind of did it. I really did like the syringe spot. I like the drill spot. I can't I believe like the I'm drill saying spot. that stuff out spot. I like, but it, it's just like we like all the spots. You know what I mean? It's all the creativity of the match that really made this. Uh, you know. Now, what? what should have this? Should this open to show? Opened the show? Should this have been in the buy-in? Or what are you saying? Because this was supposed to be in the buy-in. This was supposed, yeah, yeah. For I failed to realize this was supposed to be in the buy-in. I, Which I don't think it weird. makes that much sense to put this in the buy-in. No, like, how yeah. will this sell the pay-per-view? It looked, it looked, it was kind of goofy. Uh, I don't, you know, I think, I think the buy-in with the tag team match getting closer to the end was a good way to sell. But it. I don't think, I don't think it was. I just don't think it. it it's a weird start for a pay-per-view. I thought you the end I mean? of the match. Yeah, the end of the match. Was just weird. I think it should have been like the second match, um, the end of the match with the with the the funny the guess, funny guess. The I stuff, thought that was. I J- thought that made sense. Like, JR. They couldn't find it. They couldn't find anything else. Is like in terms of dentists, like dental weapons. They might have. It's naturally just had to be the dent. To the funny gas. Have you ever been funny gas? No, I, I've never. Jr. said that. He, yeah. Jr. has said like, "Oh, that's the good stuff. That's the stuff I like." No, Jr. I, in his I, yellow shirt, his yellow banana shirt tonight. I, I uh, he was yeah, wearing a yellow almost. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. It was a match. It, it, another cinematic match. Oh, I yeah. think it was very very weird for this to be in the opening. I will say this though, uh there's a lot of things about this like if it, this wasn't WWE, a lot of people would have been pointing at it. it wouldn't have been it would not have been creative and it would have just been a weird brawl outside. Uh whereas at least they're letting them do things like this during matches where it covers up the fact that like I don't know, it probably's not going to be a five or six star match between big soul and Britt Baker, but you could do some good spots with character work and all of that. You know, you have Reba involved. So I, it was good. It was okay. It was decent, but you're right. It was not a good match to open the show with uh, full discretion to the viewer out the, uh, watching this video. I'm drinking. I plan on drinking gallons of water because it is so hot in San Francisco. And it's not just hot in Jacksonville, Ed, but as somebody who has to say all this stuff out loud, I will take as much water breaks as I can get. Corey. No, do what you do what you can, uh, because it's hot in Florida and it's also hot here in San Francisco. 90, it was like nine. It was, it was Excalibur by the main event. He just had to like let out a guys. Uh, I say this with a with a luchador. He didn't. I'm paraphrasing. I say this with a luchador mask and a suit. It is 95 degrees, and uh, yeah, like it. I bet you those guys like. The commentary team just fainted as soon as they walked to the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, it was uh, it was hot all over the place. It's summertime. I mean, it's it's hot, baby. Yeah, woo! So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to give you time to drink water. Oh no, I was you know. <laughs> Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Uh, <laughs> did uh, they like early in the match? I was. They they gave a shout out to Reggie Miller and his son, who told everyone in an NBA playoff game. I think it was the I forget which one, but he gave a shout out to Luchasaurus, saying that's his son's favorite wrestler. Oh, well, that's nice. Thanks, Reggie Miller. Um, Jungle Boy starts things off with Matt, and both are really fast dudes who make it hard for podcasters like us to take notes on. Thank you both, boys. Marco's with a bug, but with a bum leg, just like like just like Tiny Tim. I know he's met to a point where Lucha gets the upper hand off of him. Yeah, the uh, Bucks are working complete heels in this match too. 
They're oh, they're yeah, being complete heels the past like four or five, like three or four shows. Because the story of the match, by uh, <laughs> told by the commentary team, was that the Bucks have this added aggression. They they're frustrated. They're pissed off. Um, I don't know. It's yeah. not the only person that's going to get pissed off on this show. Uh, Nick gets double teamed with a half Nelson spinning tail kick combination. Lucha gets double teamed again. No regard to podcasters. They do a bulldog dropkick combination. Thank you, Excalibur. Uh, Jungle Boy does that Hurricane Rana. Matt yeah. counters his DDT with a locomotive Northern Lights. But on the fourth go around, Jungle Boy gets draped by the neck, looking real unpleasant. I don't think that was planned. And Matt does a fourth on the outside, putting Jungle Boy over the barricade. Uh, they continue to build heat on Jungle Boy. Commentary puts over the added aggression that I said earlier to uh, in the review. Yeah. And they said, JR says that aggression sails. Marco slips Nick out of the ring, face first onto the apron. Ref doesn't see it. Larry, it's Matt. Hot tag to Lucha. Big guy hot tag shit. Lucha does an Undertaker rise up, which I thought was a bit of a nice homage. Yeah. I think. And he continues that homage by choke slamming both of them and does doesn't a do like moonsault a, like afterwards. A, yeah, like a that kid. classic Undertaker standing moonsault. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. Um, Lucha does a cross uh, does a crossing star a la Kota Bushi, but from the apron. Over the top rope, Hurricane Rana from Jungle Boy gets powerbombed, destroyed a Luchasaurus. Matt continues to goad on Marco Stunt and then just super kicks the shit, of, shit out of him. This kills Marco Stunt out of the match. Draping sent on 450 to Jungle Boy to count BTE trigger, but misses. Lucha prevents a Melcher driver, an extinction level event to Matt. Nick stops the count. Lucha then dives beyond the barrier. They kick the shit out of Jungle Boy to a point where it just looked really just upsetting. Uh, and then all this leads to a BTE trigger to Jungle Boy for the pin and the win. And I thought this was an outstanding tag match. Like, I feel like with this added aggression, I don't think you're beating the Bucks anytime soon. I think this is all sort of a buildup to FTR. And like after that FTR match, I've, I'm super not sure what the actual direction is. Yeah. But because it's the Bucks healing it up. Now, again, they don't have to go under the caveat of them going all the way heel. They have added aggression to their style, but they were working heel. And now I'm just sort of. Yeah, especially super kicking Marco stunt. I mean, hey, listen, Marco stunt, the stuff that he does throughout those matches, like grabbing, like, like grabbing, like the ankles. He's just a child. He's a child. Come on, man. Give give the kid a bad friend. You know what? Sometimes kids will charge Moxley or grab the leg of somebody at ringside, and it's, they're kids. Kids will be that kids. Dude is twenty three years old. What? He shoot twenty three years old. No, so I don't even. I don't even think he's twenty three. I think he's older than that. But then, he's like forty five. So, like, listen, you get you you. What ha, What? Okay. Um. How would you feel if, like, you worked in a restaurant before? Like, how would you feel if a kid just went into the kitchen and started like just putting his finger on all the prepped food or all that stuff? Have you ever worked for a manager with kids? No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I mean I've heard. Wait, of that did shit you happening. super kick that kid? Yeah, because that proves my point. Yeah, super kicked him. Eight year old kid. That's why I got fired. It's just like, hey, I was like Shawn Michaels, just walking around with that chef coat on, just super kick. No, like, legit, legit. Like I were just kicked. No, were, were you were you ever, were you ever in a kitchen with a manager with kids? Like, did that actually? No, work? but I've heard of kids running running amok in restaurants, and I mean, see, don't you want to super kick at one of them? Yeah. I, I, See, I do. it's I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. Anyway, this match was great. What'd you think of it? Uh, it it was good. It was a great match. Um, I thought they both did a wonderful job. Um, I mean, Bucks playing heel. I don't know where it leads because even later in the night, I thought it was going to lead somewhere. But it, you know, we'll get there. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Luchasaurus continues to amaze me. He's got that Reggie Miller bump. I think. All he right. Needs, I think he needs a, a more of a solo push eventually. I think. I think there's a lot of people here. I think that the the tag division is getting a little bit bloated to a point where separating uh, Jurassic Express, like not they can Damn. still be a unit, but they can still. Yeah, they can still be a unit, but half singles matches again. And tag matches from time to time. Stu- yeah, like I know tag matches. You're wor- again. You're technically working half the match, and you're sustaining yourself, and it's television. But I, I truly do believe in single more singles matches and it dynamite. You know, and just and just, I think I'm just sort of a stickler for that. I'm kind of old fashioned yeah. about that. But... but look at Luchasaurus. Like he has a he's a great look that kids love. Uh, he's one of the best. He's one of the most athletic people on the roster. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's tall. I mean, listen, has, you can't do wrestle. that every week, though. You can't do that every week with Luchasaurus. I mean, he got remember, like that. You, you just can't because a man that a man that size, no, that's I'm just not, not saying I'm not saying do a match like that every week. I'm saying he could if he needs to go out and do appearances, he can do that. If oh, yeah. Needs, be a star. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't be a bully. Be a star. Come on, Lucha. Don't be bullies like books. Yeah. Anyway, Casino Battle Royale Uh, where I saved those. Hold on. Hold on a second. I saved the notes. I saved like a JPEG of those of those rules. So the casino battle royale. Wrestle, uh, Justin Roberts reads out the rules, which I'm going to read out loud as well. Wrestlers have selected a card from a special uh, a quote unquote special deck. The suit of card they selected determines their group. Every three minutes, we shuffle the deck to see which suit comes up. After all suits have been exhausted, the wrestler who drew the Joker card will be the last to enter. Over the top rope elimination rules. And so boy was it a joker. Oh man, boy was it. Now I'm just trying to get my actual notes here because I don't prepare. But yeah, Taz uh, joined yeah, commentary. I got it. Uh, well, Taz joined the commentary table. Is what I was saying, Michael. I had that too. Out for yeah. Don't overstep your boundaries, Corey. Hey NXT, I'll stay on the NXT side. Sorry. Stay in your lane, Bianch. Out first is Christopher Daniels, Trent, Rock Hard, Jake Hager, The Blade, and Ray Phoenix. They all got their individual entrances, which was a bit of an improvement from pre- previous like casino it. battle it royales. Quick. It was quick, and it wasn't. Just and like... they were quicker versions because they had to. Yeah. Um, three minute intervals between uh, the next groups. Hager seemed legit hurt from someone's headbutt, and I just thought like he was kind of overselling from the corner, and I was like, oh no, Hager, he seems hurt. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to see anyone get hurt, no matter who they are. It's a battle royale, so I'm only writing noteworthy stuff. Uh, yeah. and so I just wrote the the next noteworthy the next noteworthy. So the Joker thing. came out. No, the next noteworthy thing was the second wave of guys, which was Kazarian of SCU, Santana and Ortiz of um, Proud Inter- and Powerful, yeah. who just straight up who who attack uh, Chuck Taylor, who was also entering, and your favorite. Will Hobbs. Yeah. Uh, Will Hobbs. His own. Uh, and I wasn't expecting, I made the joke. I was like, oh, Will Hobbs is going to win the Battle Royale. I wasn't even expecting him to be in it. And I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. It's this great might to actually see. happen. I didn't think he would actually win. But he did go considerable uh, distance in the Battle yeah. Royale. And I'm, uh, was, I'm, it, yeah, was it Sean Ross Sapp who said, um, I, some, the AEW people in the back are really high on Will Hobbs. Hey, good for him. And he has brand new gear. So... That's awesome to see him have new see gear. You, man. you know, I, we need make that money. That's all I'm need saying. That talent, man. So yeah, uh, Will Hobbs eliminates Blade right from the get go. 
They gave him an elimination. That's saying something. He well, almost eliminates Phoenix, which he doesn't, but, you know. <laughs> but he doesn't, and, but, you know. He hasn't had a win on Dark yet, so might as well give him an elimination. He probably will now. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He, he probably will have the power. Yeah, the whatever. willpower. Yeah, low-hanging fruit count, number two. Ding! Uh, third wave, Billy Gunn from the Gun Club. Pento, okay. L. Yeah. Is Billy Gunn's gimmick just He's every just Billy stable? Now, He's just every apparently. stable? It's just every stable, like because he has like a shirt that looks like Undisputed Era, a theme like a video that's like DX, and a song that's like DX, and I don't know. I feel like he does some NWO stuff from time to time too. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, he he was probably a member of NWO. <laughs> he was never a member of NWO, but he wasn't a member and... of Undisputed Era. But he has a shirt that has like three triangles on it that look like Undisputed Era's logo. So. Hmm. Uh, Penta El Cero M, which is his new name now, because that's just that guy has just been in a litany of copyright issues. But okay. that's that's how he goes by. Uh, Starks and Cage from of of uh, F- it's is the group named FTW or is it just Taz? I think it's F- Team FTW now or FTW Team, Team. FTW, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then a gigantic pop for Darby Allen, <laughs> like a gigantic oh, pop for Darby oh, Allen, which makes the which makes the which makes the spots, which makes the spot that he was in all the more frightening. Yeah. So Cage gets done. Uh, Darby eliminates Phoenix. Chuck and Trent gives the people what they want, but Chuck gets eliminated soon after. Yeah. Final group. Sean Spears walks over to the commentary table. Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, Sonny Kiss, and Lance Archer, who, do- who immediately does a corkscrew. And then right after that, Sonny Kiss eliminates Jake Hager. There we go. I thought that was very surprising. Uh, you know, um, good it's, for Sunny Kiss. Yeah, it's good to see Sunny Kiss get a pretty, pretty good elimination like that. I wonder if they're going to have a program with Hager and Sunny Kiss. That's not going to be upsetting at all. <laughs> yeah, the guy who spouts like pro-Trump stuff versus the person who loves themselves and wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Sunny Kiss gets immediately eliminated by Cage. Trent eliminates Santana. Archer eliminates both Ortiz and Trent, and then the Joker, twenty-one, Matt. Side Dal, I, you know and he get he let me let me finish here. He goes he goes straight to the ring, and you've probably seen the gif all of, okay. So he does a couple of stop goes does a couple of diving spots, but then he goes straight to the top rope, and then he attempts a shooting star press. He gets the spin wrong, and he lands straight to his. He almost flips. But then he almost lands straight on his neck on that. Like he attempts a shooting yeah. star press on um Will Hobbs, and then he just fucks up the. He just fucks. Will Hobbs up. like where'd it you gets go? Really man? fucking bad. Where, oh no, shit. I saw I saw Will Hobbs. He was just like he, he was just whispering stuff to side. I'm probably asking if he's okay or anything. But then, yeah, the first thing he ever does in AEW slips off the shooting star press. Uh, I felt so fucking sorry for him. Like I thought this was shooting... sho- I no, I thought this was Shockmaster levels of bad. No, this is your no, debut. No, I mean we know this... everyone knows Matt Seidel. I mean, didn't he do fuck up though like before in WWE as Evan Bourne with a shooting star press? I mean, sure. I I I have never really followed Evan Bourne. I used career. to love him as Evan Bourne, him and Kofi Kingston too as a tag team. Air Evan... boom. Air boom. Um and I last time I saw Evan Bourne was in a match versus Matt Riddle at Defy in portland so yeah. which is fun uh, that's the, that's the uh, same just show add, add, just add the other notches on your badge that's Corey. the same yeah, show seen... where matt riddle said whoa they got pizza here nice uh-huh yeah. cool <laughs> stark takes out a body bag and thumbtacks set up by cage so they fill <sighs> so did they fill the yeah t- the, the 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 body bag with thumbtacks yep 
they stuffed that because it didn't really look it wasn't really like illustrated by the cameras. I was kind of unsure. It's like, are they filling it with thumbtacks? But apparently they did. Yeah. And uh, they well, put. Yeah. I was going to say, who's to say if they actually had the tips on them? You know what I mean? We just saw metal being poured out. Like I didn't see full. I Yeah. I might. They stuff. They stuff. Uh, they stuff Darby into the body bag filled with thumb thumbtacks and Darby with it as cage tosses Darby off the ring into the ramp. And I, this looked rough as hell. Yeah. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for the match after this, this was probably like the worst. I mean, there are like so many fucking terrible I fucking just, bumps in this show. I just don't get how this is very Darby rough. Can, I, I don't get how, sorry. I don't get how Darby can land like that and be okay. Like, how do you fall back without seeing he was, where you're going? He was, I, it I, took him a while to get up too. That was the, like, I can't help. Like, it didn't look, I didn't get a, you don't really get a good look of it, but like, there was probably he probably his head probably landed on those steps. I think AEW's taking it a little too far, man. I'm sorry. I think this it's uh it is. Quite, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going after, off. The deep I think end after this, here. and I think after this show, like there, I can see them kind of stepping it back a little bit. There's a reason know. why like death matches aren't on USA Network and being watched by a hundred. This is. I people. mean, this isn't. I mean, death I, it's, it's, this isn't even a death, death match. Don't even do this. This dude. isn't even a death match. But what I'm saying is like. Things like this, it's like it's gonna get if on national level. It's I don't know. It's just it, well, it's fun to watch match. sometimes. I got, yeah, I gotta get through this match. Sidal eliminates Spears, hops spine buster Sidal into the tax. Cage and Archer stare down and exchange strikes. Cage becomes a loot fucking luchador and does lucha things against Archer. Hobbs gets Cage onto the apron. Archer kicks both of them out. Final four: Sidal, Archer, Butcher, and Eddie Kingston. Butcher and I. Yeah, and I was thinking, man, can this actually happen? Eddie Kingston, right? Yeah. There were chants for Eddie Kingston as soon as this Final Four was revealed, and I just thought, like, that's that's what he needs, man. That's what he fucking needs. So, yeah, he eliminates Seidel. Um, Jake fucking – Jake, like, so Eddie Kingston, he sits on the corner, right? Yeah. Jake, he gets out a bag, and you would assume it's Damien, but he – it really looked – it really looked like, like Jake was just struggling to get – he was just like struggling to find to his timing of the spot, and it also looked like he couldn't get the snake out of the bag too. I wonder and if so, there was a real no, snake no, no, in no, there. No, no. And he decided, and it, 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 it was to a point where I felt like Jake gave up and just threw the bag at Eddie, and Eddie was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with this shit?" And but then, alas, yeah, it got into Eddie. Uh, Butcher and Blade try to help Eddie by grabbing Archer by the legs because he's he's standing on the apron, but then. Archer picks up Eddie, who's standing on the corner, and he tosses Eddie to the butcher and the blade to the floor for the win, and is now your number one contender for the AEW Championship. Sometime down the road. Yeah, they never said they were never clear on whether or not this is for full gear, or I think it is just on a dynamite. You think it's I think you think it's full gear. I think it's full gear because they were very vague about full gear as well. They, also, because Lance Archer was at the, and you—that's uh, one thing too. Present that, at the main event. Yeah, that was one thing that show. bummed me out. Like once Lance Archer won, you're like, well, fuck! I know what's going to happen in the main event now. We're not going to have Lance Archer versus MJF. Like that's not going to happen. And I knew I didn't have a good feeling of MJF winning the title tonight, but I don't think any. I mean, you didn't feel that way from last week's Dynamite <laughs> or this week's Dynamite. Well, I felt like Moxley, first momentum, Corey. I it, it, that was. I'm just saying it was telegraphed. The ending of that dine of the go home dynamite. 
I know, but I don't agree with like that all that time where it's like, well, this person went over here, so this person has to win now. Well, how it, I don't it happened, Corey. Yeah, and I think it's dumb sometimes, but and anyways, I'm just saying Archer winning this was totally like it made sense. It, it, I thought, but the thing is, it wasn't horrible. Also, yeah, it was good. I wanted. Yeah, I'm going. No, I was saying it was good. It wasn't horrible. But Archer winning this, I think there was a little bit of a. This booking was actually kind of was a little kind of genius because you're teasing Eddie winning and you're thinking and you're spilling that thought into your head of a possible Eddie Kingston John Moxley match because I know I was yeah and thinking this shit could be money but then it would also make sense for Lance for to book the Lance Archer match so it's just it's you're put you're dipping that you're kind of just dipping that seed you know you're planting that seed you know of the potential of an Eddie Kingston, John Moxley match. And who knows, they might have a match down the road before Lance Archer. Like I want Eddie Kingston to be a part of that echelon. Cause I, I think that we need a, I think we need a, they need to, <laughs> they need to shuffle the deck a little bit in, um, in terms of the main event picture. Yeah, and yeah. yes, Lance Archer, he is great. His matches against Moxley in new Japan were great. Yeah, I we'll just see, man. there is also. But then we're also going to get more Jake the Snake rambling promos as well. That's the one thing, dude. I'm first off, I'm so glad they didn't give Jake a microphone. Like, I don't know if it's this newfound sobriety that's giving him this energy or oh, what. Oh, so you're telling me he should just get 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 drunk, get be an alcoholic again? That's he, he'll be better. No, I didn't say that. I didn't okay. say that at all. I was just saying it's like I don't know whether or not it's the it's I, sobriety. I I think, but no. Before we would get Jake, uh, Jake's talking like that. But Jake now is like. He's 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 fast. He's quick. He's a little bit more quick witted. He's a little bit more honest. Sometimes he can't control Archer, and he's concerned. And, <laughs> and he some, but out. sometimes he's so quick witted that he's just he, he's just rambling. I'm like, okay, Jake, calm down. Um, him throwing the whole snake thing. I just if there was a real snake in there, that I was feel, a really botched spot. That was a terrible. I, I feel spot. bad if there was a real snake in there because this isn't the first time where he's fucked up with a snake and possibly hurt the snake. I mean, it happened in the past a lot where he stepped on snakes and it was just like, well, I mean, well, fuck, <laughs> he stepped on the snake. Oh, well, it's just like, I don't know. There's a certain point where I'm just like, think about the animal, dude. Like, I don't know. That's just me thinking about animals over here. And I don't. Michael, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. OK, good. Yeah, I know. Remember, I can't see you, so. Yeah, you can't because, yeah. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Broken rules. Broken it was. Here we go. We are at the Jaguar Stadium. Matt calls for Sammy. Sammy comes in with a golf cart, uh, tries to run him over, but he can't. He crashes onto the patio thingy. They, And then they go to the scissor lift. The scissor lift, they go off to the scissor lift. It rises. And then Sammy spears Matt. Okay, so Matt tries to do a side effect on yeah. Sammy first. Sammy reverses it. Which would have probably been safer, a lot safer. Sammy spears Matt off the lift and has and Matt's head back and then the back of Sam, Matt's head lands straight to the concrete. Yeah. And I was they were trying to right, go through the two and tables, right, immediately. But... Let me I'll just go over this match right now. Yeah. Aubrey immediately whips out the X. And at that point, I thought it was legit. I hope it was legit because if you if it wasn't legit. That was kind of just the double-edged sword throughout this match. If it was legit, this is terrible. If this wasn't legit, this is also terrible. Might even arguably be worse. Because they kind of fight some more. 
you start to think wondering like oh what what's going on here i wrote and then i wrote on my notes shoot or not concussion angles in 2020 just aren't just isn't fucking cool yeah sammy guevara they they the match just stops and starts you have commentators just confused kind of just question just getting really confused here doc samson is there just not like I mean, I he was a deer in headlights it. everyone here was a deer in headlights honestly yeah um much more so for Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. So they, Sammy Guevara, they, they go to the, they go to the, what do you call it? The scaffolding, which again, Matt Hardy, full blown concussion, climbing a scaffolding. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely terrible. Not a, not a thing that you should, no company should ever approve. And then they just went straight to the finish. Sammy Guevara gets spilled onto the crash pad near the entrance stage. Aubrey counts to 10, which I would assume was just straight up just as fast as possible. One ten. And the match was over. And the match was over. Yeah. And yeah, that this is probably going to be the most talked about match throughout this entire pay-per-view because of all the terrible decisions that just went underway on it. And uh, I know we talked about it early in the show, but it, it sucked the energy out of this entire event. And I have zero doubt in my mind will be the main takeaway. This is probably, this is probably the match that's going to define the show. Yeah. And, um, so I don't know. We don't know exactly. Like you said, we don't know if it was a shoot or if it was a work, uh, what to me, what I was think was going through my head. And like I said, this is just me thinking, watching the show by myself, thinking what's going on. What I thought happened is I think, Matt Hardy became concussed. The one thing about Matt Hardy is that I think it would, it might be hard to tell if he's concussed because part of his gimmick is like the, his past couple of weeks. He's been, he he's looked all, absolutely out, dude. But you, no, hold his, on, hold his on, hold skin on. was pale. Hold on. The past couple of weeks, his whole thing has been like going between characters and mumbling and stumbling over his words. How is like, and if he's saying he's good, and I understand a, 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 a doctor needs to come in and legit stop the match, uh, but at the same, I'm and I'm not defending them keeping the match going, but that's just I think that's why Aubrey was so confused. I think that's why everybody was so confused is because this has been Matt's gimmick for the past couple weeks. Like it shouldn't you? Sh- I don't know. It's just it's hard to tell when things like that happen. So. It, you know, if somebody's sitting there saying, I'm good, to, I don't know. It's to a point where you have to protect the, again. Aubrey did throw the, the X up. She threw that X up. A couple I times. Thought, like, they were there going, if this, that's the thing. I don't think it was work at all because this would set a horrible, pre- like, I know WWE would do this some various times where they work an X into that match, but then you were setting a horrible precedent in, or at least a very slippery slope once you, work that into a match yeah so but okay so one thing you were talking about before though is uh this match and i I don't think we really stressed about this part of the match the match ended at a certain point the bell rang like the match and they did and they continued yeah so the match ended when aubrey threw up the x so at that point even jr sitting there saying things like well if matt hardy's unable to compete then he lost so it that it didn't fit the storyline at all and so it was a complete. It would completely ruin the storyline. So I, many things were happening at the same time. That's what I'm and, saying. And, and then no. So and, then Matt Hardy. Hold on. Matt Hardy walked up to the into the arena, and then they just they were like, "Okay, ring the bell again." And I was like, first off, what the fuck? Like, no, that doesn't happen in wrestling." Matt Hardy was unable to compete. Kayfabe wise, shoot wise, he could have been concussed. 
Like, I, I hate to get all JD from New York up in here and start getting angry, but they should have stopped the match. A doctor should have gotten the, the, the flashlight in his eyes and should have known if he was concussed. And if not, shame on them for doing a concussion story angle. That's why I don't think they are doing a concussion story angle. Then, da- they're, then right now they're damned if they do and damned if they don't because they fucked up. If somebody fucked up that, you know, this spot was wasn't thoroughly set up, fucked up. The spot wasn't was set up properly. The spot wasn't set up properly. How are you going to do that on top of a concrete? They overshot that table. They should have had more tables set up. They should have known if they were doing a running spear, like a, 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 somebody who does physics. I don't even do physics. And I could tell you they could overshoot oh, yeah. it. I'm I don't saying. think they can continue this, uh, this feud because yeah, really this it. is all that. It's just been cursed from the get go. You had that whole, you oh, had that God whole chair thing, it. and you had this whole table thing. It's, I don't think I can't think of any more. It was like, one table. It. it was. I'm looking. Um, well, technically, it was. I think it was two. No, it was two. It was tables, two tables. But it looked like one. It, they. Yeah. No, the only they only landed on one table. The yeah. rest, like Matt Hardy's head, just landed on the farther side of like far. It hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm literally watching the video right now yeah oh well did you see aw on tnt's twitter account where they showed that and it had a a hurt head emoji really yeah that was yeah that was uh, that's uh cringy. very cringy. it was honestly pretty tasteless on their part cringy. all right anyway i'm gonna keep an eye on twitter but i'm also gonna keep talking to you so let's keep this going thunder rosa versus hikaru shida again these poor women they have to follow that up um, again, they fight to a stalemate. They do the double drop kick. Sheeta does the elevated chair spot, but Rosa does it to Sheeta. Um, Sheeta gets the rear naked choke, but Rosa gets the shoulder down to break the hold. Rosa does the Romero hold that Super Dragon does, which Excalibur points out, does and uh, bumps her head into the turnbuckle. Rem- I remember Hurricane doing that spot various yeah. times, which yeah. always looked great. Uh, Sheeta drives the knee to Rosa. Rosa teases a DVD on the entranceway, but Sheeta stops it. She eventually does it on the apron, um, which is way safer i guess uh kimura uh kimura to shida but gets the boot on the bottom rope superplex two uh, on brett's rope from shida shida then does a meteora and rose's head almost hits the stairway and i'm just like oh my fucking god again but that thank god that it didn't happen so it was just a routine meteora spot the exchange strikes shida does a stretch muffler gets one on gets one of the arms but rosa reaches the ropes with the other and then a reynara to shida but shida rolls her up for a two uh, and then a Tamashi to Rosa for the pin and win titles retain. I thought this was actually a very, very good match between both these women, probably the best in Sheeta's entire, entire career. I thought it was just what this division needed. Yeah. Um, but in the content, but in the context of the show and this very environment, it did not do it any favors. People were still perplexed on what was going on in that match. Honestly, that Matt Hardy match. With, yeah, with the, I, I wasn't sitting here like perplexed. The unfortunate part about this match for me is I missed it um, because I started to feel the like pay per view fatigue at this point. Like I'm like, we still have another. Half Are you sure it wasn't the beer that you drank? The one beer I drank, well, Michael. Okay, lightweight. The, the one beer. Yeah, well, beer makes me tired. Okay. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I miss. I got to go back and watch it. Unfortunately, um, I missed it. Yeah. It was a pretty good match, Corey, and in a bubble, <laughs> quite literally and figuratively. Um, in a pod. This was this was pr- this was pretty good. Karashita just killing it. Yeah, yeah. Up next, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford announce that they're getting married on Dynamite, and then Sabian teases who's his best man, 
no, who his best man is, but he's going to appear on Dynamite. And then, Corey, he plugs his Twitch account. And then he does it. And then he snaps his fingers and it says, All Elite Wrestling approves this message. Approve, approves this message. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was a very, very funny dig at WWE. But I got to say, making digs at WWE in a show like this. Yeah, they got more rings, stuff to worry kinda, about. Kind of rings hollow. Yeah, they, they definitely I mean? got more stuff to worry about. Um, yeah. with, this, with this show but then again for for those for those two who don't know uh they wwe enforced an edict where wrestlers can't twitch stream or have youtube channels so no cameos either yeah no cameo oh, well that's kind of the thing you, you they uh they change like a uh, sasha banks already changed her name to mercedes on that account but you know well, sasha yeah. banks she looks like her hey guys this sasha. is mercedes hey you know what sasha gave me a shout out as sasha banks Mer- not mercedes so uh, no, it wasn't me. But um, the one thing about this Kip Sabian Penelope Ford thing is, uh, I don't care. Hey, you know, it's just a it's <laughs> just a wedding a wedding angle on dynamite. You know, sure. it's, uh, for what it's what, what angle are they setting up? They're setting up the best man, I guess, and he's he's most likely just Sabian's new par- partner. Is it Matt because... Cardona? I don't think so. Or Kurt, you know, or ever since ever since Jimmy Havoc got you know got released they got they need a new third person on that to make a stable and so they might as well just plug it on dynamite for us to tune in but congratulations for to them if you know for them getting married penelope ford what she was wearing like it was a skin colored like thing like a top and it just looked very very suggestive she's very attractive very she's very attractive Dark Order versus Cody's friends. Corey, oh, take it away. That's me. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, there were things that happened, and I need to pull up my notes because notes happen and uh, things happened. Okay, so uh, Dark Order versus Cody's friends uh, was not into this match at all, though. I will say that to begin with. Uh, all the men brawl, and I think the real story of this match, um, the one thing focusing on, well, the couple things, uh, was Cole Cabana and uh, Dustin and his kind of back and forth he was doing with Brody. Brody Lee, Mr. Brody Lee, to be exact. Uh, Dustin and Brody are the two that officially start the match. Uh, Cabana uh, has new Dark Order gear, at least colored to the Dark Order's um, colors. Uh, we get a backbreaker side effect combo to Stu Grayson. Uh, hot tag to Cardona. A TKO to Grayson by Scorpio Sky. Rough Raider to Grayson by or to Grayson and Uno. Uh, all of Cody's friends, they're getting their moves off, but it's just... This was a tag match. It was a tag match. Uh, QT calls for the diamond cutter at one point because, you know, they know each other. Uh, Dustin wants to uh, brawl uh, with with uh, Brody Lee. So he he says, let him tag me in. Let him. T-. And for some reason, Brody Lee's like, yeah, all right, go ahead. Tag your partner in. Um, they go back and forth. Um, I don't know. Eventually. So the end of the match had Brody Lee hitting the uh, discus lariat to Dustin and tagging in Colt Cabana. Cole Cabana gets in the ring. He's told to just pin him, but instead of just pinning him, he goes for the moonsault and misses, and uh, Dustin wins with the inside cradle. So Cody's friends win. Yay. Yeah. Uh, this was a great dynamite match. This yeah. shouldn't have been on the pay-per-view. No, Considering this how this long this was, show. and it was 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, after the match, though, uh, Brody Lee, he's pissed. He's yelling at Colt Cabana. Yeah, um, this advances that storyline. I'll say. Yeah, which you know, it's you would want 
on pay-per-views, you would wish that storylines would kind of end, but the fact that a storyline advances on a pay-per-view, and I get it, you got you got to have people tuning in on Dynamite because really that's that's sort of the lifeblood of that of yeah. all elite wrestling in general or the television or deals. Whatever. And um I mean television just matters the most than it ever has been yeah. in the history of wrestling. And yeah, this was this was pretty much like tune into Dynamite and see what happens. Well, Especially, uh, especially yeah. what's after this? After is... the match, uh, Tony Schiavone, he's backstage. <coughs> he's interviewing Dustin. Uh, he informs Dustin that he is now the number one contender for the, by decree of Tony Khan of the uh, for the TNT title. And uh, Dustin, I, 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 he is perpl- he is ecstatic. Like, oh man, oh man. I, you know what's I funny? I I wrote ecstatic too long. I wrote ecstatic as two. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. He says you said it's been a long time since he had a chance to put gold around his waist. But Wednesday night, he's coming for that TNT title, and he's bringing hell with him. Honestly, great, it was great a great promo. Dustin, I, I don't incredible. do it justice. Yeah, I don't do it justice right here. This is a really good promo. This, this got me real. This got me way more excited about anything else in the paper. Like, damn it! I, if anything, the dust. I know, like the t- TNT titles should only be defended on TNT. Or yeah. is, is, it, is it a rule? Is it only supposed because the TNT title, like that was, yeah, that was one a- on a pay per view. Oh, you know what? Champion? Like you know they, what? That, they did if, all night. All titles are on the line tonight. Well, not all titles. The TNT title was not on the line tonight. So, like, I think that Dustin versus Brody Lee should have been the pay-per-view on the pay-per-view. Uh, no, because Dustin's friend. TNT? Or they just they, yeah. they would rather just have that on Dynamite. They got to have something on, on Dynamite. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah. But I, I think it would have, as, as a show, though, I think it would have better served it for the show. Yeah. Again, in... in in an isolation but yeah i know you got to book ahead you got to book yeah, ahead yeah ftr cash wheeler and dex harward with tully blanchard versus hangman adam page and kenny omega for the aew world tag team championship hangman has tights yeah hangman he has, has decorative, tights. decorative tights decorative tights i don't know whether or not this is going to be a one-shot thing but he looks like edge when he has tights he looked a lot thinner that's the one thing I kept noticing with the tights. Maybe it's because he's wearing his black. Yeah. Black is a simple because co- I think it's because his thighs are kind of tucked in. They're, also, they're within they're within the compounds of those tights. So he was, does look a little bit more svelte. What I was saying is uh, black is a slimming color. So, yeah, I mean, that plus, I mean, clearly I'm lo- what I'm looking at right now. He was definitely hanging. No, I don't know. Anyways, hang hanging hang, man. Yeah, I don't know. But okay. yeah, uh, I thought I just thought he looked like Edge. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's because of the like because the blonde, it's long blonde hair. It kind of just I don't know. There was a frizziness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Omega's entrance. Uh, this was. I mean, I get it. It's a pay per view, but pay per view, but it looked like way more elaborate than you usually got, get out of your average Kenny Omega entrance. Yeah. Like they they kind of put the full stops. They had like an extended Titan Tron. Like video insert video, which yeah. I think like oh yeah no this is this has singles run written all over it. <laughs> oh, he's gonna get new music. And he's getting a whole. Everything's we'll get gonna get cleaned up. All right, I am just gonna say this entire match out loud, uninterrupted, Corey. Oh, God. Okay, bell rings. Page wants to start. Cash and Page meet and potatoes wrestling. Good amount of match is whether Page and Omega can trust each other. High boot and guitar crusher combo to Dax. They built heat on Page. Ref Paul Turner couldn't see the tag when Omega made one, so various distracted ref spots. Page rolled up Dax and went way beyond three, but no but no count. Hot tag to Omega. Hot tag things. 
You can't escape to Wheeler to count. A good chunk of this match is Omega just handling both FTR members without Page. Good night, Express is attempted, but thwarted. Everyone getting their shit in. Tiger Driver 98 to a two count. Kenny hits a turnbuckle off an attempted V-trigger. They work on his knee. Knee bar from Cash. Omega reaches the ropes. Story so far is that Omega is just not going for the tag to his detriment as they continuously build heat on him and his leg. Snapdragon to both dudes attempt they he tries to attempt uh, to tag Paige again. Omega accidentally shoves Dax onto Paige, unable to make the tag, but then Paige finally gets the tag. Cage uh, catches hard he catches hardwood with an athletic slam. Ohara moonsault to FTR uh, is is attempted but settles for a front senton as FTR goes to the other corner of the ring. JR puts over. Oh, that must have been coaching from uh, Tully Blanchard. He's a great double diving headbutt. Great idea tonight, FTR. That's just. That is just a great spot to do. Uh, Bulldog off the apron, off the top of the shoulder to Omega, a la Steiner Brothers. Wheeler goes for another diving headbutt. Misses. Again, great spots. Uh, another Bulldog headlock on Page. Two count. Blockbuster suplex from Page for another two count. Buckshot Larry is missed. Kenny knees Page. It's followed by a chop block to Omega. Mindbreaker to Page, but Page kicks out. They try it again, and Page gets pinned. And and they get Paige for the pin and win new champions. I yeah. thought this was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. And it's this funny because somebody... it was a match. No, it was a match where there was just cons. There was a story told. I can't say there was no story. <laughs> it just it, it just kind of went on. This match was almost 30 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. That, I just thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it was good. It was good wrestling, but I thought it was uh, extremely hilarious how somebody thought this match was better than the Revolution tag match. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think any. I mean, <laughs> oh, you're funny. I, have you seen anybody make that claim? Yeah, Cause... I did. I did. On to, uh, yeah. I can't. But everyone's got I their really opinions. Can't. If you love this match more than that match, and that is your opinion, and I'm glad you did. That's but you're wrong. I, that I'm glad they have that opinion. But I. Uh, this match, like I said, a lot of good wrestling, a lot of good technical stuff, but everyone got their shit. Uh, yeah, it was very technically sound. <sighs> it, it was just too long. It's just a, you know, what? what can also, I say? It, this is this is beaten to the fucking goddamn drum. No crowds, no crowds. You watch the you watch that revolution match. The crowd makes that Bucks match. And it, oh, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it is. But then also. You're sort of, but then it's been long enough, and I know it's unfortunate to say that, but it's been long enough to really adapt to this environment. You've been doing this since March. This whole thing has been going down since March to really just kind of, this was just a match that just they they just booked without that in mind, I think, because I do think this would have been, because there was... There wasn't really any build. I don't want to say build to the finish because there kind of was, but there was just... There was no, there was no, there was no, there was no, there was not much like weight to any of the near falls because there were near falls like that whole, if that page near fall with the, with the, the, the mind breaker, I thought had that been in a, in in another crowd page kicking out of that would have been great. Yeah. But then I think it was just, it it, it just went on. That match just went on. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, for you to say that is something, you know what I mean? I'm the one that's usually... Yeah, no, I, I Paige and Omega, they are they are still on track to be tags of the tag teams of the year, but, like, it's it's kind of getting uh, getting a bit off the rails when they, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Post-match, oh, would you, I mean, you got anything to say? No, I mean, I said what I said. Post-match, Kenny has a ringside table put, but, and he, te- he teases to just wail on Paige, 
but then he just pushes it aside out of frustration. He lets Paige fall forward as he kicks the beer, and the beer just lands perfectly on the camera. Yeah. I thought that looked really cool. Um, as he walks to the back, um, he catches, and then he, uh, Kenny walks to the back. He catches up with the Bucks, so we're just hanging out in the backstage, and he's he says, we're done, and it's time for a clean slate. Clean slates, yes. As he's driven, as he as he walks to a car without even showering, he, he just he just he just hauls his smelly ass into a to, to a vehicle, and that's that's pretty much did, it. Did he say uh, something you know, to the Bucks about like get in or get out or something like that or like get with me or get lost? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff. Was I, I didn't hear that, but um, yeah. I this is the storyline progression in a pay per view. I mean, you know? this is um. It's going to continue to we see the return of a heel elite, you know, honestly, I would have preferred I I would have preferred if Omega would have just beat down on Hangman out front with the Bucks coming down and to join and just just get it over with right there, because at that point you make the the three person team, the original elite, the heels, they're back in full force and they're heels. The second point is how much how baby faced. Would Hangman Page be being the lone cowboy now who's just been beaten up by all of his friends, like completely screwed over by his enemies and beaten up by his friends because he got screwed over? Like, you want to feel sorry for him at that point. Like, I know I would and I kind of do. You know what I mean? Uh, But not as much as I would if that would have happened. Yeah, it was just I don't know. It was what it was. It was it was what it was. It happened. It went on. And let's move on. I guess Alex Marvez is with Chris Jericho calls the uh, Chris Jericho. He calls it the Mimosa mayhem match, a historical occasion says he's experimented with the notion. If orange Cassidy is a legit main eventer and says he is one and they can all thank Jericho for that. He says, but, but alas, he says orange is not good enough and that he's done. That leads us to our next match. Mimosa mayhem match. No DQ. The only way to win is by pinfall submission or to be dunked into the mimosas and the one thing was it a mimosa or was it just orange juice it was just like orange water (laughs) i mean that's what it looked like to me especially once uh orange cassidy like got a cup of it i was like that's just clear orange water um i want this match hold hold on about this match the entire night they were just saying oh this historic first ever oh my god what what is this crazy match and i'm like it it's pinfall submission or being dunked in some water i mean it's not that crazy It's, it's just a yeah anyways I don't know. It kind of see. It kind of just plant that seed into thinking. Oh, if it's pinfall or submission, oh, that means Jericho is going to get the pinfall, but he's definitely going to get into that mimosa. No, I knew somebody was falling into the mimosa. I knew. I mean, but come then on. that just, you could just put that out there. Just yeah, to think yeah, yeah, That it might happen. Gotcha. So yeah, uh, Orange is just about to put his hands in his pockets, but runs into a code breaker. Jericho attempts to dunk Orange's head into the pool. Cocktail tray to Orange's head. It's very fake and plasticky. Which thank God. Uh, they exchange strikes near the edge of the pool. Jericho sets Orange up in a powerbomb position, trying to get him into the pool, but gets rammed onto the table instead. Again, the table looked very flimsy, yeah. so thank God. Orange teases uh, teases falls to the pool, especially after Jericho does the second rope rebound drop kick. Like, like Orange, he damn near Michael Jackson moonwalkers to the pool where he's just at a certain angle. I thought that looked great. Stun dog millionaire to Jericho, but eventually whips out the walls of Jericho. Orange grabs a vat of Mosa as he's on the walls. Gets it on Jericho's eyes and tries to roll him up for a two count. Jericho gets his foot on the pool. Again, doesn't count. And then Orange mounts a comeback. Tornado DDT and a running PK for a two count. Jericho And then Jericho attempts a razor's edge on Orange to the pool. But Orange fights it off. 
then Orange gets not one, but two Superman punches, and Jericho gets dunked into the mimosa pool, yeah. whatever you call it, and I'm fucking 100% sure that Jericho was the happiest man in that entire fucking building, being drenched in liquid in that 95-degree weather. Yeah. So yeah. In, in this way, I think Jericho pretty much won the match. But no, Jer- Orange, Cassidy, two, Jer- Chris, Jericho, one. The rubber match. Orange Cassidy has the best of them. You know, I thought this match, I felt, had the much-needed levity, considering how the show was shaping up so far. Yeah. You know, just a bunch of people just getting really fucking hurt, and to have this match be what it was, I thought this, I was thoroughly entertained. I I think Orange Cassidy, he's great. Um, Mm -hmm. This isn't like a... They they clearly want to make Orange Cassidy like a like a sort of a breakout star, and that's that's just how, this is how you do it. Honestly, the Chris Jericho is really he's really trying to see if he can make this work, and uh, you know might as well right might mm. as well try yeah my, my, yeah I, I I like Cassidy I I like yeah he's good I yeah what so you think of the match? It was okay. It, it was nothing to rave about. I, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't, didn't make me feel anything. I was just watching the match and yeah, there was, was some good it spots. the fact that it was also, we were also three and a half hours into the show. That could be it. The, I mean, the paper, like I said before, the pay-per-view fatigue. Wait a minute. I thought you fell asleep at, well, yeah, for a match. So you fell asleep during the Sheeta match. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I literally woke up at the end of the match uh, and I fell asleep during the entrance. You just zoned out. No, I, I was laying in my bed watching the, the pay-per-view. I tuned out for a minute, literally fell asleep. Zonked out, as some would call it, in the 1970s. Well, then. Full Gear is November 7th. I, You know, I'm looking forward to that pay-per-view. I'm not looking forward to November. Anyway, John Moxley versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman for the AEW World Championship. Your main event of the evening. MJF, uh, tried, oh sorry, MJF's yeah. uh, theme song is very uh, like like the background music to somebody's YouTube video. Like, hey guys, uh, check us out every week. Um, subscribe, click right here, and we'll see you later. Just, yeah, that's Mickey Ruckus for you. So, Ma John Moxley, he enters. Someone tries to t- tackle Moxley from the crowd that was distantly entering, that he was distantly entering from, and was snatched like a fucking purse. They were on top of this motherfucker. Yeah like crazy moxley uh, and then you, and then you saw mox and then you saw moxley just kind of just looking at it like he was kind of drawing attention to a point where he's out honestly trying to draw attention to it which i think was probably not a good thing to do but eh, moxley's moxley oh, bell I got, rings i got some stuff and, on tony khan and matt hardy but after we'll just get... just say it out loud no no because no, I'm we'll, just about to get... no we'll talk about the match and i'll talk okay. about it later Bell rings. MJF goes um, immediately goes with a headlock. MJF yells, "Sorry, folks, you're getting wrestling tonight." Archer and Jake are just staring from the stands. MJF utilizes N64 wrestling video game tactics with an in and out, in, in and out of the ring sort of style, hoping to catch Moxley as he enters the ring, which, uh, which is what I do. Tope suicida from Mox. MJF gets planted balls first onto the barricade and is served a lariat. Pretty much, MJF is straight up doing rest holds, trying to get a Fujiwara, which is what he calls it, uh, salt of the earth. Mox gets a rear naked choke, but MJF gets the shoulders down to break the hold. Wardlow throws off Mox on the apron as MJF drives Mox's left arm onto the apron. Mox's left arm or shoulder is pretty much the story of this match. 
MJF whips Max Mox's arm and entire being into the corner. And I thought that spot would have looked even cooler if they didn't cut to the corner turnbuckle cam. Yeah. Because that corner cam never catches anything. Yeah, they no, they always got to miss every spot. Yeah. MJF breaks his rule to exit the ring and is greeted to the ring post to his face, which leads to him bleeding profusely. Mox tries to pop his shoulder back into the place with the turnbuckle. I thought that was a pretty nice visual because, you know, it's Mox. It's Mox cool. attempts a powerbomb, but his shoulder gives out. Gotch-style pile driver to MJF for a two count. Mox then bites MJF's head wound. MJF responds by biting Mox's finger on the top rope. Wait, how did he bust his head open uh, again? Uh, he put He was slammed into the ring post. Okay. MJF then responds by biting Mox's finger on the top ropes and then jumping and leaping to Mox's bad arm as Mox was holding onto the ropes. The exchange strikes, release German from MJF, which Mox immediately responds with a lariat. Two count. Mox stares down MJF, who spits at his face. Mox gets pissed as blood is dripping and tries to do a paradigm shift out of spite. Excuse me. Oh, the, the ref was counters. like, no, you can't. You Bryce know what, was super adamant. You know what that. this means. He tries to do his paradigm ship out of spite, which MJF counters with a Fujiwara. Mox's reaches with his foot. Heat Seeker to Mox to count. He tries again, but Mox counters with an air raid crash, which is a white noise for the for you WWE folks. They go forward to forehead for the highlight video as they trade slaps and forearms. Muay Thai knees from Mox. MJF uses Bryce Renberg as a shield and uses the fuckery to poke him in the eye. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Mox, I mean, MJF is just going, going shortcut after shortcut. Uh, yeah, because he's MJF. Mox gets the sleeper as MJF is just gushing blood. Mox oh. MJF pulls in the ref, so we couldn't see the fact that he mule kicks Mox. Crossroads to Moxley, two count. Ward and then finish of the match. Wardlow throws in the dynamite diamond as he distracts ref Bryce Remsburg. As and as as soon as he tosses the dynamite diamond, MJF fails to catch it. He drops it to the, on the ground. He tries to look for it, finds it, and then as soon as he finds it. He's staring Moxley in the face, and then he realizes his fate because Bryce Remsburg is being currently being distracted by Wardlow, with us giving the opportunity to, for Moxley to give him the paradigm shift, and then he pins him. He wins. Titles retain. That was a good finish. I thought this was a very good finish. I thought this was actually a very good match. I thought MJF, he he honestly found a way to be a heel and make the match interesting, which is a very, very tough sell in 2020. Sometimes yeah. like he, he has a very nice variety, a variety of move sets that fits his character. Like he, he know, like the pacing of this match. I did not feel, I did not feel fatigued watching this match that there was a story that kind of just kept me, kept my attention. Yeah. Um, and I just think, like, yeah, it's true. This guy has the potential to really just carry this company for the next twenty-five. You heard for the next twenty-five years. You hear it all over the, all over the fucking commercials. But really, I thought this was a showing out for MJF. I really liked this match, and Wardlow. He, again, he plays now. He has now played a part in MJF's first loss in AEW. We'll see how that goes. And Moxley, he came out looking like. He 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 gives he just he goes to the camera. He gives a shrug. He gives a smile. Like yeah, yeah. And then Bryce Rems post match like post match Bryce Rems were like, did you paradigm shifted him? And then like you see, uh, Moxley. He's like no, no. Yeah. He's like it's it's you know it's like he's like a child in that regard. But it was all but it was still pretty funny. And I yeah. And Moxley he raises the title. He gives the middle finger to Lance Archer as we close out the sh- as Jr. closes out the show, and that that was all out. Yeah. What I was gonna say about um, 
Matt Hardy as I, I lost the article, unfortunately. But oh, great! <laughs> but I will say this: uh, uh, Tony Khan did. He was at. They was asked. He he said uh, we had enough time to check on Matt Hardy. Uh, we felt like he was. We didn't. The the doctor would not clear somebody if he was not legitimately able to compete. Um, and also said he, we did not, nobody pressured the doctor to clear him, uh, such as Matt Hardy. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just what Tony Khan is saying right now. So, Oh, man. So, I'm reading off Fightful right now, and the, the update says, Tony Khan defends decision to let Matt Hardy continue wrestling at AEW All In. Like, that is not a headline you don't, you, you don't want to read. Oh, I... I I'll just read it right here, yeah, actually. Yeah, I think that's where it was, but I yeah, go on. Um actually no, before that, that was this was the main event. I what did you think of the main event? It was fun. I mean it was cool. I mean John Moxley's cool. I feel like you've said this about every match that I've reviewed so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I mean, what can I say? Like I said, this whole show did not draw me. No, in. no, no. And I'm saying that is an indictment on this show. Like yeah. you can't really you can't really knock it. And I think it's do you think it was because of the circumstances of what happened before it? Or I think it was, it was just the, the circumstances. General, it was the general length of the show. or Everything. Just, it was all of it, so, all of the above. Yeah. You know, it was the length. It was the circumstances of how many people got busted. How many would-be injuries were there tonight? You know what I mean? There was Matt Hardy. There was possibly MJF. I mean, I don't know if he bladed or he got busted open the hard way because, you know, I, I didn't I didn't exactly see exactly. I just noticed he was busted open at a certain point. Um, and I feel like there was another spot in the show where I was just like, oh my God, like simmer down. Like, I don't know. It's just at a certain point, somebody has got to start really, there's a, I don't know. There's, like I said, they, they, they want to pride themselves on the musicians play their music. Well, at that point, you, a musician needs a conductor. And if you yeah. want, you know, a, 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 a orchestra has a conductor and these aren't just people playing music in a coffee house anymore they're playing for the big leagues and big leagues have conductors and that's what they need to do and if they need to start writing angles or they need to start uh, uh, like somebody like not writing out matches but what do they call it when they book matches like actually book the match and say this is what you're gonna do uh, I, I don't know man like i feel like aew is kind of all over the place and it's it's good. Oh, no, it's it fun. showed in this paper. Yeah, yeah it, it was very much. It was all a clusterfuck. Yeah, um, yeah, I have the fightful article by way of Sean Ross Sapp. Um, he, in which says Tony Khan on the post media show conference call, Tony Khan assured the media that there was enough time to check Hardy and make sure he was cleared to continue, and under no circumstances would Hardy, Matt Hardy simply wanting to simply wanting to continue wrestling be enough of a driving force to overrule the doctors. And what? Yeah. Uh, and, Tony Khan says, and I quote, yes, there was time. There was actually, there was actually, it was a good amount of time just then. So yeah, there was, I'm, I think this is word for word of how Tony yeah, Khan would speak. I, yeah. The doctor did clear him. Matt did not pressure him. And Dr. Samson would not be pressured into clearing anybody. He's pulled people from our shows, shows without hesitation, whether it's been something over, whether it's been over something with a blood test or with an injury, he's really strict about that stuff. And that's why when people have had injuries, that he didn't feel comfortable about people doing physicality or wrestling with. We never put those people out there. So I never would have gone against the doctor's decision. And most importantly, Matt would not have been able to overrule the doctor's decision and not with the doctor himself or with me. So that is what happened. 
the doctor cleared him, which is the first and foremost important thing. Matt also did want to continue, but the doctor also did want to continue, but the doctor cleared him. So at that point, when the doctor cleared him to continue, Matt clearly wanted to continue. That's why we. <laughs> he sounds like he's running in circles. <laughs> yeah, like no, honestly, he, this well, he wanted like, to continue, I, but like the, the doctor cleared I him, but he like wanted I to have, continue. And I, I feel like to truly say, and and I and I, I and I'm a, I'm normally against like saying this in the way like editorializing and like you know doing pretty much doing impressions of people talking but i feel like if i'm trying to make sense of this i have to talk like tony khan and i'm not going to do that because this is too much of a serious situation uh uh, it's too much of a serious yeah well i thought it was great uh no it wasn't great (laughs) um later on in the call tony was once again asked about matt hardy this time the question centered around the spot that would see matt hardy climbing scaffolding and whether or not it was safe due to the condition it was in tony once again defended the decision I was extremely concerned about that because I knew yeah. what that was going to happen. So yeah, I did. I was very concerned about that. That's why I paused it. That's why I paused it because I didn't feel good until I got a clearance that this is definitely okay with you to do that. And you can pause so match. That's why. So, huh, and so that's why I paused the match, which again we've never done. But I thought, given what was ahead of what he would probably want to be doing in this match, I would be very cautious by sending the doctor to check. Continues. Like I said, it was very, it was a nervous moment and a scary moment, but that is why knowing what these guys do and what they were thinking, I wanted to be sure he was cleared to keep going. So really my main takeaway on this is that Tony Khan is really, really, really defending a terrible decision made by Doc Sampson. He's looking out. He is super looking out for Doc Sampson He's now. looking out for his the court, on the On the court of general opinion on Doc Sampson, uh, I don't want to say the jury is out there because I feel like the jury has been clear that this was indeed, I, I feel like the general consensus is that this is a terrible call to continue this match, despite Dr. Sampson saying it to continue. Um, um, yeah. I, and I think, and I think it's Tony Khan is just looking out for him. And I think it's, I think it's a very reckless, de- it's a very reckless decision to just, defend the decisions made here well like, what's tony Kong gonna say like oh uh, you know what you would say you know what you would say you would say that they made a mistake this was a very scary situation we were pretty much a deer in headlights and if they and and for this to, and we will make sure to make sure we will try to make the sure that this never happens again and i feel like but what was it last you time? would save a lot of face just apologizing what was it just last saying time it would never happen that with was it the uh, was it the John Moxley? Cody Rhodes Sean Spears that I, that was the last time I yeah remember, yeah like, it was it was um, but that was with Cody Rhodes you know what I mean the the vice pre- the one of the vice presidents of the company also that was the end of the match yeah also Matt Hardy is not a vice president uh, who's to say what can happen in the future with this spot me you know Matt Hardy could say hey you know I wasn't properly taken care of that could happen I don't know <sighs> but what I'm saying is like. I think Tony Khan is just watching out for his company at this point. He's saying he hired this doctor and to his knowledge right now, this is what he did. The doctor did everything he could and we did everything we could and we thought we did the right thing. I mean, I don't think he can come out like just to watch his own back. In, I mean, legally. listen, doc, not, not to like bury doc Sampson. Like he was, apparently he was the guy who attended to Lawler when he had that heart attack. So he knows a thing or two about being a doctor. Like I'm not saying, Oh, no, this guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it's I think but then for him but for him to when everybody when literally everybody and I know and I'm not trying to say we know better than the doctor um 
that's why I feel like he, no. yeah, we he should know. probably he should probably like make a statement as well. Not like because again, if you leave this hanging, you're gonna leave you're gonna leave it up to the public to just keep on speculating what 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 it, what did or didn't happen. So yeah. like Tony, like I just feel like Tony Khan really had a chance to really just make amends, and I feel like he he's kind of he's lightweight kind of doubling down on the you know on what transpired there and yeah. i think that's just not a good look lot yeah. to learn lot yeah. to learn um I, I i think yeah there's a lot to learn um for this company i think they got to do better because the show like regardless this show was too long and it was also very yeah, very yeah. Take average out, take out matt hardy take out the matt hardy situation if matt hardy would have fell and not hit his head just just let's minus that real quick the show was like you said very long and very average it makes me really think how much time they had to if this was NXT. I'm gonna know how much time no no how much time hangman and um the tag titles match it was 30 minutes how much do you think they had to make up for Matt Hardy's match or any other match. Like, think about that. Think about how long that would have taken. Like, granted, I still think they should have just called off the match and just, you know, have that, you know, just fuck off with that time. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, and here's hoping it's a learning experience for AEW, you know, I hope hope they learn and I hope they learn the right lessons now, now knowing, and it's, it's, it's kind of fortuitous to see, what a bad and I don't want to say I, I really I really don't want to say it's a bad show, but it was it was well below well below their standards. It was a substandard show for AEW. And and to see that happen in AEW, like it's let's hope they do better. Yeah. You know, and I'm on and you want to be optimistic, but then this sort of stuff has happened before with with uh with uh, dangerous spots. You know, yeah. Like, look at that spot from like Revolution with uh with Bucks and uh, Hangman Page, where Matt almost landed on his neck. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, what yeah. if he landed on his neck? Like, what would be the situation? It's. I think it was just a matter of a situation that they were into that they just had no idea what they were getting themselves into in that regard. So yeah. that's all I got to say about that. Sorry, I just noticed uh, Renee Young gets to go back and forth with MJF now on Twitter. So that's they very doing that. Is that why you were looking at your phone this entire time? No, just right now. Uh, Renee or Renee Paquette said, "Very excited to watch my very handsome husband beat the hell out of the dork MJF." He says, "Your husband cheated in the match like a coward." She says, "This is a man's game, babe. You'll get there one day." Kiss face emoji. Uh, so <sighs> I can't I wait think... till Renee makes her AEW. I thought she was tonight when John Moxley pulled up in the car, but I thought she would have given him a kiss and she would have just walked away. But yeah. So Cash tweeted out an hour ago, one star match, six figure bonus. So he was he was probably not happy. I you know, they're the tag champs and they got paid for the show and yeah, the performances they did, I mean, you know, they might not be happy with it, but at the end of the day, you know, they, they live to wrestle another day, you know. So according to According to one of the takeaways from the, it was, this wasn't the only thing Tony Khan said in the scrum. He also said, and I'm reading this off fan fight uh, on Twitter. Rosa. Tony Khan says he's totally fine with AEW wrestlers monetizing their YouTube and Twitch channels and other social media properties. He wouldn't tell anyone you can't do anything outside of what we're doing. Well, thanks, Tony. Thank you, Tony. We appreciate that. I will. Yeah, I guess. I will. Thanks, thank Tony. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, um, 
It is what it is. The show, if like All I said, elite this, wrestling, dude, it, wrestling's bad again. Great, it, don't you love it? <laughs> uh, I would say if this was NXT, if this again, was, it's a bit if, of a stretch. If I was doing the play-by-play, I would have given the show a five out of ten. If, but that's the NXT scale. That's not the AEW scale. I know you don't rate the show, so I'm not going to rate it. But I would have given it a five out of ten. Fair enough. Anyway, all right. Well, I guess that about does it here for us. Uh, we're going to go. I'm going to go actually watch Cobra Kai. I have to Kai. upload this show. I'm going to go watch Cobra Kai after I upload the podcast version of this show. So, all right. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you later. Bye. We'll see you.